0: Hey everybody, it's Sam with Pro Wrestling Overtime, and this is episode 2 of 2022. If you guys didn't listen to the first episode about contracts, WWE contracts, um, I suggest you guys go ahead and listen to that if you're interested in that kind of talk. Now this second episode is going to get more into wrestlers. Um, I want to start off, let's talk about Big E, the WWE champion, he's on Raw, and I think so many people were overjoyed, excited, could not believe that number one, Big E was given a chance and was actually pushed outside of the New Day, but that he was allowed to win the championship. Now, with him being on SmackDown, I think while why so many of us thought that he would never get that push in 2021 was because Roman had stepped into a heel character and with Paul Heyman's guidance has just been an unstoppable force. It is something that Vince McMahon now loves, enjoys, wants to hang his hat on um, even though he fought against it all those years. So I think everyone myself included, I'm gonna include myself definitely in that. We couldn't see Vince allowing Biggie to blossom and take away Roman's championship. I don't know why. But I guess I never considered them to be smart enough to move Big E over to Raw. Bobby Lashley over there was so dominant. And they had told the story of Drew McIntyre having to wait 17 years to get his chance at the championship. Having him win it in 2020 at uh, WrestleMania, what is that one, 35, 36, with no fans whatsoever in attendance. Then, kind of turning around and telling the almost same exact story with Bobby Lashley. In the beginning of 2021 and having him take on Drew McIntyre at 2021's Wrestlemania. And Drew not not getting his crowd response, but Bobby Lashley getting that. When Big E moved over to Raw, I didn't think WWE would basically recycle it, and talk about how Big E had never gotten his chance, and that it had been, I think, 13 years, 14 years, and even though he has been the 100 billionth tag team champion, He had never gotten that, you know, singles uh, WWE championship. Well, as Big E's reign has continued. When you talk to fans and you ask them, are you enjoying Big E as a champion? I always usually got the response oh he's okay well um okay is not really what WWE is looking for and when you sit down and you think about it what have been some of his big programs um yeah crickets anybody else here crickets um other than him winning it what have been some of his biggest wins? Yeah, I'll wait. Really, when you think about it, what have been his biggest wins? I'm thinking, and I'm. I want to say Drew McIntyre, but. You know what? I, w- I would have to go look that up because I know Big E came over to Raw. But didn't Drew go over to SmackDown at the same time? So did they cross by us? Um, has he beaten Seth Rollins? Has he beaten Kevin Owens? Has he beaten Finn Balor? I mean, uh, Bobby Lashley? Uh, and I'm sitting here thinking... I think he's beaten some of those guys. But yet when I'm sitting here talking to you, I don't know. And why don't I know? Because they weren't big programs. They weren't they didn't have stories behind them. And I mean, when you think about it, who did you want to see him defeat? Who was standing there lurking in Raw's background that was this big, bad monster that you wanted him to beat? And did you ever tune in to Monday Night Raw because you wondered what was going to happen next with Big E? Did you ever tune in to Raw the day after a pay-per-view and think, who's next for him? Who's going to come for him? See, I never did. There were a lot of times, you know, as they were building Bobby Lashley, that I thought, yeah, well, you know, Drew at some point's going to have to run into this buzzsaw that's going to be Bobby Lashley, who has MVP behind him, who has the Hurt Business, you know. There was a faction there. But I've never felt that way with Big E. I mean, I guess in the back of my mind, I think we all know in the back of our mind that almost... Is sitting there, just waiting for him to be unleashed. He is perfection in Vince's minding. This is seven two seven three. And then you know you've always got the old standbys of Randy Orton and Edge, but they've been off or been busy. And then I mean I think you have to tell. You know, think about Matt Riddle. So, I don't know. I mean, I really don't know why Big E is not a big champion. And I think most of it is, in my head, he's still part of the New Day. And I don't take him serious. I've never taken the New Day series. I think they're mostly a comedy act. That's why when people say... New Day is one of the best tag teams ever... I have a tendency to laugh. I mean, I really do. I... Don't really... Um... Think of them as the best tag team ever. I mean... When I... Think tag teams in in the WWE... And I think Road Warriors... I think... You know... um, The Hardy Boys... Edge and Christian... The Dudley Boys... um, I mean... Even now I think the Usos... I... think of those tag teams as being dominant, as people being scared of them, as people never knowing what they're going to do, them being very athletic. I don't think of the New Day, and in my mind, when I put the New Day against those teams, They can't even compete. So... For them to pull him out of there... And be a singles wrestler... Um... I know that... He still always wanted to be part of the New Day. He wants to be known for that. And he wanted to be... Himself. Which meant... He didn't really want to be... All that serious. He still... Wanted to be comedic. And I think there's ways you can do that. But still be taken seriously. I think Randy Orton is doing that now. He's playing that. Straight man role. Of an old veteran. And he's getting comedy in. But everybody takes Randy Orton seriously. And. I just don't take biggie seriously i think he will get distracted and you know he's going to do some crazy stupid move and someone is going to hit him with their serious hurting move and beat him at any time i don't think like a pyre slam is like a finisher not anymore not unless it's delivered by like andre the giant um so i think wwe is starting to see that there haven't been any big spikes in the audience when they publicize anything about biggie and they can see that the public is not really ordering a lot of its merchandise. They're not buying the autograph championship photos at live events. According to wrestler and former um, RK Bro is outselling him big time. And that WWE in the last two months or so, has come out with Riddle getting his autograph photo sold at live events. Now, this is, if any of you have been to any WWE live events, then go to the merch stands. These are the, I think they're by 10s Don't hold me to that but I do, I think they're 8x10s, that the talent, the wrestler, actually has to physically sign every one of them. And they're about $40 a pop, depending on what area you live in. And they mostly sell them Of past champions or current champions. There's usually two, possibly three wrestlers at a time being sold. Matt Riddle is out selling Big E's. At live events. And it's not even close. Matt Riddle right now is the only one that WWE has offered ever that hasn't been a champion. So look for Matt Riddle to be getting a championship belt and it will probably be the raw one. Sometime very soon, because like I said, they don't put those out unless you are going to be the champion or you already are the champion. So, do I see Biggie going into WrestleMania as the champion? Um. No, I don't. Now, a lot of people are hearing that it may happen today. Today being the day one pay-per-view and that it's going to be Bobby Lashley. They certainly have been building Lashley up in the last couple weeks very quickly But do they need him to be the champion? Um, I don't really think so. Now, that's just me. I think Bobby Lashley was a very boring champion. Now, around... I guess it was the first, second week of December. I was hearing... That there was a real good possibility that they were going to give Orton another number. Another championship. That he had broke the pay-per-view record. um, That he had, you know, broken the raw record appearing in the most pay-per-views and all of this. So they were going to give him another championship run. And that um, the start, the breakup of RK-Bro would happen. We would have Randy become the champion and then face Riddle at WrestleMania, where Riddle would win the belt. I love that idea. I'm just being honest with you. I think they have told a great story of RK-Bro being together. Um, Randy and Matt Riddle just being... um, Working together, learning from each other, and... Their chemistry has really gotten along great. Of course, we know that WWE isn't going to leave that alone. They are going to go for a breakup. I think the thing that upsets me is... They started the almost AJ Styles breakup... You know, right before this. And I kind of see those two teams... Extremely similar... With... AJ Styles and Randy Orton. Bringing along the newbies. That don't always have a clue. And teaching them. We saw almost. He just feels he's better. But then again. When you think of that. And you think of how much Vince loves. You know the over seven footers. And that Undertaker. And the Big Show have compared him to Andre the Giant, and knowing that Vince has heard this, could we see almost at some point take the title from Big E and have a huge match at WrestleMania? I don't think it will be AJ. They can't sustain that. I think. AJ resigning his contract um, with WWE means he is going to get a singles push. Um, I think Almost and AJ Styles are going to get away from each other as fast as possible. Um, so I I hope Almost and AJ are pretty much done. Um, and that they do a slow story and burn, <coughs> excuse me, um, on the Riddle-Randy Orton thing, but I know that there is an issue that Vince McMahon sees with Big E being the champion, so can... I trust WWE to do the right thing. Um, no. Now, for all of you guys, let's kind of talk about WrestleMania. Um, for all of those of you that have heard all these rumors. That were happening and going on back in the summer of Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley on night one of WrestleMania and The Rock versus Roman Reigns on night two. Well, guys, sorry, The Rock is not coming to Dallas now. Why? Well, The Rock looks to make money, and when those rumors were going on, it was thought that the XFL would be starting in 2022, and his publicity that he needed for the XFL, and would just coincide with his run at Wrestlemania, plus with wwe repaying tampa with last year's wrestlemania because they couldn't have it there in 2020 it pushed everything back so so that you can follow along tampa was supposed to be 2020 2021 was going to be dallas 2022 which would have been this year was going to be L.A. and XFL starting. Due to the pandemic, we had 2020 at the Performance Center. WrestleMania 2021 was in Tampa, which made 2022, which is the year we're starting, had to be Dallas because they pushed it back. Which will mean 2023 will be in L.A. And due to the pandemic, the XFL was pushed back to 2023. So, all the stars are kind of aligned for Rock and Roman. If all things go right, to happen in 20. Twenty-three, and so the rock can't set that in stone yet because of omicron and other things but he is not going to be in dallas and if you haven't figured it out brock has been moved away from bobby lashley and over to roman so you're not going to see Brock versus Bobby Lashley either. So now you're asking yourself, well, then what's going to be WrestleMania this year? Well, there are rumors running around since day one pay-per-view is today of Paul Heyman Trying to prove to Roman Reigns he is on his side, which pisses Brock off. He goes and enters into the Royal Rumble, wins it again, and they stall and have Brock versus Roman at WrestleMania. Now, can I see this? Uh, I'm not sure. Can WWE hold off on Brock and Roman again for four months? And depending on what they see today, do the fans want to see it again at WrestleMania? I don't know that I do. I would rather for Brock to win today. And make Roman turn super heel and destroy everything in his path to get back to Brock. He has three and a half months to destroy everybody and anybody on Smackdown. To show how angry he is. To prove to himself that he never should have lost. To build himself back up. To doubt himself. All of that. They have so many different stories they could tell. And then Roman comes back to beat Brock at WrestleMania. Now, does Brock's contract allow for this to happen? Who knows? I mean, he has one of the weirdest contracts ever, I mean, I don't know, so what do they do for night one, well, I'll tell you what I've been hearing, and what I was hearing, even yesterday, Ronda Rousey's showing up in January, they didn't know when, whether it was going to be at Day one, after Becky beats Liv Morgan. Or it was going to be at Royal Rumble. Her winning the Royal Rumble, entering the Royal Rumble, winning the Royal Rumble. Or whether her showing up after the Royal Rumble winner wins. Um, here's the thing. she's not showing up today at day one. What I gosh, I've been here in a week. Rhonda has been adamant that with covid nineteen um being brought into the wwe camp in the last two weeks she does not want to take the chance of getting it being around anyone taking it back and giving it to her baby therefore ronda will not be there today so that kind of leaves uh ronda showing up at wrestlemania So, you know. I think there is a strong possibility that Morgan could win today. Becky gets the belt back at Royal Rumble. Ronda shows up. Then again, it could be. We see Becky win today, strutting around, takes on someone new at Royal Rumble, such as someone showing up today, hit, hit, Asuka, and Asuka takes on Becky at Royal Rumble. Remember, Becky has not lost her belt, but, gave it to Asuka as the Money in the Bank winner. And, they have a little bit of a history. So, what i am been hearing all through December, like I said, I was even hearing it up to yesterday, is that we will get the rematch at WrestleMania. It will be Becky and Ronda on Night 1. Now, does Charlotte get involved again? Now, I'm going to tell you, I have no idea. Everyone I've asked has no clue. If you all remember, no one really knew Charlotte was going to get involved last time. But, um, a lot of people are thinking Charlotte will be put in a triple threat or a fatal four way of names that are floating around if they're going to have a women's match one-on-one then the other women's match will contain more of the women it has been stated to me numerous times that at this WrestleMania all four horsewomen will be in a huge match. Now, everybody is wanting Charlotte versus Sasha. But I can also see a triple threat with Charlotte Bailey and Sasha but what would even be better would be Oscar Bailey, Sasha and Charlotte. Bianca Bailey, Charlotte and Sasha. Now, we're expecting an Oscar return in January sometime. Like I don't know if it's today or not. Um, Rhonda is supposed to come back in January. And tentatively scheduled in February will be Bailey. She is on WWE's wall. Still scheduled for March. But. Through the WWE grapevine, hearing that could be moved up to February, and of course, as I've told you, Bailey has always said she will be back in February. So, um, if they're going to do Becky and Ronda, Ron- then that leaves you Charlotte, Sasha, Bianca, Oscar, Bailey. Um, if they can rehab rhea ripley's character then she would also be under consideration um you've got carmella and selena with the tag team titles uh if you're calling up people from nxt which guys honestly i can only as of right now see them doing Mandy Rose um maybe Raquel but I don't know uh after that no one is ready they will call up Cora Jade I think sometime this year but I don't think it will be before Wrestlemania so that's kind of how that shakes out Now, rumor is, well, I guess I should ask you, where's Brian Cage first? Where's the machine? Well, he's not on AEW if you've been watching it. Um, I don't think anyone needs any sources whatsoever to tell them that Brian Cage isn't happy with AEW. And how he's been portrayed. His wife said that. Um, but if you really want to find Brian Cage. All you have to do is kind of look around. He's not hot. He's been on numerous indie shows. He's going to be on the big Warrior Wrestling. Oh I know I, I should have wrote that down. It's either Warrior Wrestling 17 or Warrior Wrestling 18. But I know it's on January 21st. He. uh, Will show out. There. He loves Warrior Wrestling. Um, Many think. That as soon as his AEW. Contract. Is over. That he will not resign with them. Or that he is in the process. Of getting Tony Khan to release him. WWE. Is said to want him. He has the look, and yes, I'm doing the finger quotes, that WWE absolutely loves. And, um, you, if you listen to Keeping It 100's podcast, that's Conan's, uh, podcast, you can also, uh, go to YouTube and look up keeping it 100 you search in there there's clips there's video of conan and disco inferno talking about this particular subject and they discuss whether or not brian cage could pass the wwe wellness testing if wwe wants to sign him I think he does, and I think WWE is where it is at, so I really, I think you definitely see him uh, there, so um, I, I don't know, I just, I, I see that, um, I have about eight minutes, I'm gonna quickly tell you Montez Ford, um, if you go on Twitter, I believe there are some also on Instagram, I saw them there right after, if you remember the Barclays show that happened at the end of November, where seth rollins was attacked everybody was talking about it it was on that night's raw you saw the camera cut away if you were on twitter that night or on instagram you saw numerous videos of people with their cell phones taking video of seth being attacked that's not what i'm i want to talk about i'm going to talk about that in a future episode about scammers and stalkers that wrestlers are dealing with and how you better not be one but um the thing that caught my attention was the next day tuesday after that show you know all of the websites. And Twitter were talking about how the guy that attacked Seth Rollins was arrested and what they were going to do and Seth's comments and everybody's comments. It was said that that night that Vince was upset at Seth and some employees and other wrestlers kind of maneuvered Seth out of Vince's eyesight took him to Becky and said keep him away from Vince but what I was paying attention to on Tuesday was different videos and how I found this was I was looking at Seth Rollins being attacked videos but it's when I found the Montez Ford videos they're out there Uh, Different fans took them. They had a dark match after the show. And because Vince wants everyone to go home happy, what they did was they had a babyface team take one, a heel team, and kind of do a house show, play around, get the audience involved. Type match to make you know the audience be happy, of course. The baby faces were going to get the best of the heels. There was a fan in a couple rows back, he had a sign that ended up having a slur on it, and he was yelling at. Uh, some of the baby faces that were near him. Montez Ford heard him yelling slurs and saw his sign Montez Ford News off TV, so he decided to yell back, which increased the fan in getting worse. Montez escalated. And he tried to get some other baby faces involved. And then he even went over to the other side of the ring, told some of the hills about it, and then brought them over. And he totally just lost all semblance of kayfabe. He... No longer was a baby face. Basically. He was an angry heel. And he was not being professional. And. I could not hear it in any of the videos. That I found. But there were. Online tweets. And in reddit. If though. They are to be believed. Montez Ford. I guess, was also cursing. When this was seen backstage, they knew it was going to be an issue, and Vince saw it, and Mr. McMahon basically lost his mind. Um, it was said that if Montez Ford had, was a single, meaning not married, wrestler Vince would have fired him. However, Montez Ford is part of the Street Profits and is married to Bianca Belair, who Vince believes has a high ceiling on her. He does not want to upset her. He does not want her leaving. Therefore did not fire Montez Ford on the spot that night. However the same backstage employees, agent producers, wrestlers, Cap Ford also, I love Vince McMahon's eyesight and took him to his wife, which would be Bianca Belair. Now, if you notice, Montez was gone off TV for about two or three weeks after this particular incident. People were asking, where he was, because the Street Profits and Ray and Dominic Mysterio were supposed to compete in the finals of the Bro Tournament to take on RK Bro at day one. However, Vince did not want Montez Ford to be around um, people have been being given the excuse that he was having some health problems his health problems were that Vince was pretty much one to kill him um, it also helped Ray Mysterio who was aching, hurting, having some issues And so, they had been putting this off. Well, the Street Profits appeared on Monday Night Raw on December 27th. It just happened to be the Raw right after Christmas. And Vince was off that particular Raw. Spending extra time with his family. And Kevin Dunn. Who is known to instigate matters. Was also off. That particular December 27th. Raw. Therefore the Street Profits. Did appear. They did take on the Mysterios. Now I know what you're going to say. Street Profits won. So your sources are wrong. If your story was correct, then they would have lost. Well, my comeback to you is, why do you say that? What would have been the point if they'd lost? Would you have remembered it? Well, no. No, you wouldn't have. And do you think Mr. Nice Guy, Rey Mysterio is going to be used by the WWE to punish the Street Profits on a regular after-Christmas Raw show. No. No, he's not. However, can you see Randy Orton being used by Vince McMahon on a pay-per-view to punish Montez? Board. um i can and i was thinking that either one of two things would happen rk bro would just flat out squash the street Profits today or it would be an unusually longer match for rk bro where we would see rk bro tagging in and out Punishing Montez Ford, putting a hurting on him, and having him have to make a hot tag to Angelo Dawkins, but that Ford takes the pin, and R.K. Bro wins fairly easily, well, I was hearing that he was going to be punished, here's the issue though, That December 27th show, right after that, Montez Ford tested positive for COVID-19. And possibly, the Street Profits, RK Bro, may be being pulled today from day one. Now, is that set in stone? I don't know. It's not as of yet. Uh, Is Seth Rollins going to be on day one? I am hearing that yes, he is. I don't see how. But we'll have to wait until 7 o'clock or probably knowing WWE 830 tonight to find out. Guys, that's all I've got for you. As of right now, we're going to talk about my uh, resolution that I have been thinking of making about watching some Japanese wrestling in our next episode. So, I look forward to talking to you guys very soon, and hopefully, I'll see you down the road.